What's good, everybody? Robin E here on a brand new episode of Pillow Talk. As always, I appreciate you, okay? Because you, you are somebody, okay? You are somebody that took time to listen to me because I am nobody right now, but I'm going to be somebody, okay? Make sure you are subscribed to Pillow Talk Podcast and following me on YouTube, Robin E. Vet. And follow me on Patreon, okay? I just made an account dropping some exclusive She is naive on there. So make sure you tune in and tap in with me. Also giving away some special gifts if you subscribe. So just do that. Y'all got all this PPP money, you know what I'm saying? Help a sister out. Hook a sister up. If you haven't checked out any of my latest interviews, make sure you check them out. I've had a nice lineup of people um, that have slid on Pillow Talk podcast this past month. And I'm very, very blessed, very thankful that people have taken time out of their lives to come all the way to Bumblefuck, because that's apparently where my studio is, and be uh, in my presence as we chop it up on Pillow Talk. I'm grateful, okay? If I haven't said it before, I want to make sure that I say it right now bringing y'all today a blacklist episode long overdue long overdue people are always writing me about blacklist and honestly i just be forgetting but um we gonna run it back for the one time i had an opportunity to chill this past week after my fashion show which was amazing by the way so if y'all you know want to check out some clips from that make sure you do tap in on patreon because i'll be posting some shit on there but you can see some pictures that i did post on my ig uh, pillow talk podcast as well it was a really really amazing event it stressed me out but you know what it was great um really want to do some more events in the future trying to line up you know some showcases so tap in with me if you want to be a part of this amazing shit that's going down I had an opportunity to watch some shit last night. Definitely want to get into that. Saw some new news that emerged last night. Want to talk about that. And want to mention an anniversary that's very relevant to the black people. Keep listening. New episode dropping right now. You got Oh yeah, we official. We official like a whistle. I cannot believe it's cold it was just 80 degrees the other day i had my toes out you know what i'm saying i had the little one piece shorts you feel me my bucket hat feeling real summery and then today it was like 40 fucking degrees outside like i turned the heat on in my car the disrespect is what i'm saying chicagoland midwest the disrespect like we are some of the toughest people alive midwest motherfuckers because we be ready for whatever whenever we know that good things do not last forever that includes summertime but i'm thankful nonetheless that i'm corona free i'm living vibrantly okay and uh summer is fake here okay we'll be back in the 80s next week god willing 
But this Memorial Day weekend, baby, it's cold out. Y'all might want to, you know what I'm saying, throw them links on early in the day, just going in the house now. You don't want to be outside doing all that. You fuck around, get sick. Fuck around, get sick. I do want to take a moment to shout out me, okay? Because I just landed a spot on 365 Media and iHeartRadio. They will be streaming my shit. Yes, yes, yes. You heard that correctly. Okay. Your girl will be on iHeartRadio and 365 Media. I manifested this, you know, a year ago, which is crazy. And I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. But I've always been diligent in my work ethic, which I feel like is unmatched. And Lord behold, it put me right in this position to be on a platform that I have always wanted to be on. This is the beginning. You know what I'm saying? This is the beginning right here. And these are the moments that are going to make or break you um, as far as being humble and still staying diligent in your craft. It's been a crazy road. You know what I'm saying? But I feel blessed to be where I'm at. Never stop doing your shit because somebody is going to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to rock with that. Uh, I took a week off, took a week off, even though I did an interview uh, earlier this week, I wasn't doing any serious work as far as scheduling things and and whatnot. The fashion show was cray. You feel me? Event planning is cray. And I had about 25 vendors in the building in addition to the brands um, that were in there and just food and just atmosphere. So it was a lot of shit that was going on and it, it took a lot out of me, but it made me more confident in my abilities to plan events you know what I'm saying, to a magnitude. But it also gave me time to recharge. Y'all got to make sure y'all recharge in everything you do. Your body will give out way before your mind will, okay? And you have to listen to your body. I'm somebody that will sleep, you know, my six, seven hours because I got to get my sleep in, you feel me? But the rest of those hours I'm using to the fullest capabilities. You understand what I'm saying? working out eating writing content meeting people creating graphics reading you know everything so be useful be useful so with my time i was able to watch some shit that came on tv and i was able to catch the iheart radio music awards which i didn't even know uh was coming on the tv but it came on I was at the crib. I had some time on my hands. I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and fuck with it. Okay? I'm going to go ahead and fuck with it. And it just made me think about Blacklist and, you know, made me come up with some other things I wanted to chop it up with y'all about. So let's get to it. Okay? Let's get to it. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to get a show like a 7. Obviously, it wasn't black enough for me. I'm just going to put it out there because that's the truth. But Usher hosted the event, which I was very happy to see. Listen, y'all y'all not going to keep shitting on my man Usher now. He, he didn't did his little fake money thing, you feel me? And then he was wearing the money dollar suits and it just, you know, he was making a mockery of that whole incident. But y'all not going to keep down in my man's Usher, okay? Because he truly is one of the best R&B performers of all time. And that's just the reality of the situation. Like, y'all going to stop playing with my fucking mans. I don't know why y'all keep trying to act like Usher is just some corny ass nigga. Everybody get a little older, you know what I'm saying? Everybody lose a little bit of the sauce. But Usher got classics. He did a performance and he went down memory lane. You know what I'm saying? He started off with that. Every time I was in L.A., I was with my ex-girlfriend. Every time you I told you, baby, I'm working. I was out doing my dirt. One thing about you getting hurt. I... Okay, because listen. Y'all don't know. Y'all wasn't there. 
y'all wasn't there megan and stallion of course was in the building machine kelly and megan uh fox were there and machine kelly had nails that were not to my liking okay um I don't know what's up with that. That's a new trend or some shit like that. They were long as fuck. I'm talking about Shanae nails. Like, he went to uh, uh, 215 Beautiful Nails on the corner and got them bitches done. That's how it looked, like, for real. So, I don't know if that's a style uh, machine gun. Kelly, I wasn't really feeling it. But, uh, hey, do you. They tried their best, okay? They tried their best to give us a show, and this is what it came up with. So, uh, what threw me off as well was... The fake COVID precautions we're still living in right now. Okay? Okay? Why? Why are we still having these fake restrictions if they're not really applied to everybody? So, half of the celebrities weren't in the building. Half of them were. I don't know what the regulations were. Vaccinated or not. I don't know. But you got a whole audience of people with masks on that are shoulder to shoulder turned up watching the performances so there you go (laughs) like there you go uh to me it just sends a mixed you know signal because obviously the the celebrities were not wearing masks as they were coming on stage accepting awards and things like that but um yeah there were a lot of nominees that were in the building let's get to the list do want to i do want to give it up to the black artists that came through we definitely swept up uh, a nice handful of awards uh this time around so that was exciting to see the weekend did his thing okay he won song of the year for blinding lights and he won male artist of the year so the weekend been killing shit you know he been going through a lot with the record label thing and he finally finishing shit out so it's up and up um for him i'm excited for everything that he's got coming up Best collab, of course, Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, Savage. Best new pop artist, Doja Cat. So shout out to Doja Cat for winning best new pop artist. You know, pop artist is definitely a white predominant uh, category, okay? Every so often, we're able to slither in there, if ever. So shout out to Doja Cat for doing her thing. I like Doja. And I'm gonna just say it. I like her, okay? Nobody's perfect. All right. Nobody's perfect. But Doja is very uh, in touch with her unique self, which I think is uh, the essence of black people to an extent. We're comfortable with ourselves. That's why we're so black prideful for the most part. Okay, at least I am. So shout out to Doja, period. You're doing your shit. Hip hop song of the year, Roddy Rich, The Box. Hip hop album of the year, Lil Baby, My Turn. So shout out to Lil Baby. He definitely been turning his shit up. I fuck with him because he's young. He's a young nigga and he's getting it. You know what I'm saying? He ain't afraid to to go out there and get it. I fuck with that. Hip-hop artist of the year, Roddy Rich. R&B album of the year, Janae Aku. Chilambo. R&B song of the year, Go Crazy. Chris Brown and Young Thug. Okay? Okay, good spirit. R&B artist of the year, Her. I always think about when i first started listening to her she's one of the artists luckily i had the pleasure of knowing before they blew up okay and i remember when she came to um i think it was summer jam summer jam or something in the winter that happens in the city too big jam big jam big jam she was at big jam and they cut her set they cut her set 
she uh had like maybe five more minutes on the clock because they had the clocks up for everybody chris brown and, and rick ross and them you know were there and yo Gotti were there and you know the other bigger artists were there so they had more time but they cut her time she was up there performing doing her thing you know i'm drunk singing i had my wood in my hand and they cut her time and i was so hurt and you could tell she was like these motherfuckers got me fucked up but just to see her go from that to this is just amazing to me like what bitch she was uh actually the artist one of the artists that did the elton john tribute um he won like artist of the decade or icon of the decade or something like that so shout out to her for doing that he's one of her idols so that that's a pivotal moment for her shout out to her uh best new r&b artist snow allegra so shout out to all of the people that won man like i said black folks came in did they thug fizzle iHeartRadio does a good job of uh promoting independent artists and up-and-coming artists and that's the only reason why i fuck with them so hard is because when you're kind of on the verge they're able to give you that extra push and that extra exposure you're just not able to get yourself period and when you're able to associate yourself with iHeartRadio, people automatically assume you're valid you know what i'm saying so shout out to them y'all did y'all shit okay hopefully i can cover next year's iheart event that would be great black lives matter co-founder patrice colors steps down from her position so this was interesting to me because i've been following black lives matter movement since it started pretty much and i'm a very um avid black lives matter um you know person if you will here or advocate if you will here where i am so for one let's just make this clear so that it's known okay black lives matter the actual foundation doesn't have hundreds and hundreds of many chapters okay they do have organizations all over the u.s and uk and canada that is correct but there are a lot of other chapters that just have associated the name with black lives matter and not and not register with the actual foundation so what that does is creates a lot of confusion as far as what's being done for black lives matter um and you know who really is a part of the foundation okay and who's really a part of it in a you know a uh, uh, registering sense it's crazy because the initial message behind it is genuine okay let's not overlook the initial need for it because black lives do in fact matter the problem with this situation is that it became exploited to the highest degree and it devalued the whole purpose of the movement which is a direct indication of the civil rights let's just not get that misconstrued okay if you are supporting black lives matter you're supporting civil rights you're supporting the injustice and the racial injustice that black people face in america which goes all the way back to fucking slavery so patrice took it upon herself to create this foundation her and her partners created a hashtag the hashtag went viral okay and from that hashtag they were able to create this foundation to where they were able to receive donations and implement programs and precautions to teach advocacy teaching advocacy is the root of black lives matter so again we have another issue with the definition and what the purpose behind this specific foundation is a lot of people were expecting black lives matter i guess to do a lot more okay 
But you have to also understand what the root of their purpose is, and it's advocacy. Advocacy does not necessarily involve just protesting. Um, just financial support. It's a combination of multiple things, but it teaches you how to implement change within your community. And from that point, it can grow, it can expand to where other people can learn how to practice advocacy as well. So Patrice and the BLM organization faced ridicule in terms of proper financial support um, for other small affiliated chapters, okay? Also for exploiting families of victims and not giving them support. So here we go. Shit is always about money at the end of the day. Once you start making a certain amount of dollars, everybody feels entitled to count your pockets. That's just the way this shit go. The problem I have with that scenario is that everybody feels as though they're entitled to a certain amount of something you know what's your worth at the end of the day right how much are you worth how much is your suffering worth right how much is a life worth that's lost due to police or due to violence due to racial violence right and that's where shit becomes tricky because you can't really put a value on those types of things there's not really a dollar amount that can suffice now patrice has already stated that she's given numerous amounts of support that hasn't been documented because she doesn't need to document it is something that's a part of the advocacy that i agree with if you have to always make a note of your charity or the fact that you're helping people you're not doing it for the right reasons a lot of that just needs to be done it needs to be taken care of but there comes a part of money that's quote-unquote not accounted for that puts the blm foundation under the microscope Privacy is very important, okay? It's a powerful tool because it doesn't let people know what you're doing. It doesn't let them know how you're feeling. It doesn't let them know how you're maneuvering. You're able to function in a certain way uh, that's comfortable because nobody knows your shit. And that can work good and bad. I'm not playing devil's advocate, but I'm just giving you a realistic foundation as to why this shit is up in the air. So Patrice, uh, again, has been working with this foundation since it started. Okay, this is like a seven, eight year foundation at this point. And she was able to acquire a salary, which you're able to do when you're working for a non-for-profit. If you have people that are working for you, you have a board member, etc. You're able to establish, you know, a type of salary. So. It's been stated that Patricia was receiving $129,000 each year, um, playing her role as a, you know, spokesperson, advocate person, going to different locations and spreading the knowledge that is BLM. So as of recent, she's acquired new properties, and this is why she's been put under the microscope. So she has three houses in L.A., um, one house totaling $1.4 million, which she's acquired in the last couple of years, so like the last three to four years. She has one house in Georgia for 500000 And then she's been looking at properties in Bahama. Is it wrong to live lavishly? Paying your own salary must be hard. Okay? It must be motherfucking hard. Now, there's been another statement that's uh, come from BLM organization that stated that Patricia has not received any more salary since 2019. Now, Patricia has acquired other revenues since she's been a founder of this organization, okay? 
But when you are working for a non-for-profit that's aimed at bettering the lives of the, in, you know, incapable, and you go out of your way to get numerous homes, it questions, I guess, a matter of ethics. And I guess, how much do you personally think that you're worth that you can put yourself in that type of position while everything else is going on? Now, I'm not against taking care of yourself and, you know, treating yourself. That's that's good and fine. You don't work your ass off. You don't put in hours. You've created something bigger than you could have imagined. OK, I get it. But you got to understand that people are going to are going to question that. OK, so the BLM Foundation was incorporated technically in 2017 with chapters in u.s uk canada okay the group does not have a federal tax exemption as donations are filtered through act blue charities and thousand currents okay to nonprofits that manage the money so while blm foundation was established in 2017 patrice simultaneously set up a similarly named BLM Global Network, a for-profit that is not required to disclose how much it spends or pays its executives. In 2020, Black Lives Matter received over $90 million in donations. And this is the amount that they were able to disclose because they are the non-for-profit portion. Patrice stated and the Black Lives Matter uh, Foundation stated that $60 million was put back into the foundation after $30 million was, you know, uh, split up amongst the registered organizations. Again, this other BLM global network, a for-profit, is not required to disclose any of this information. They don't have to tell us how much money they're getting. And they don't have to tell us how they're spending it. They don't have to tell us how much they're paying anybody for any of the things that they're doing. They're just able to do it. So what this does is creates a question of splitting of profits and how it's hard to kind of narrow down where the money is going. You can receive a donation you know, for BLM and then you can maybe put some into the global network. And no one knows exactly how much is being put into the global network because they're not required to disclose it. Mm, This is interesting. This is interesting. And this, to me, I think is the only problem that put Black Lives Matter under the, you know, you know, magnifying glass, because when it comes to a term of money and it comes to a term of, you know, adding up the dollars and showing the receipts Motherfuckers like to see the receipts. Motherfuckers like to know what's going on. Mm. Patrice says she is ready to pass the torch down, okay? She has a deal from Warner Brothers. She has her YouTube channel. Um, She has her books in the works. So there's lots of other things that she's wanting to expand on. And she's ready to leave the organization. So my question to you is... Why would someone who is so passionate about this calling just up and walk away? Seven years, you know, is not really a long time for a not-for-profit, especially a successful one. That's something that usually, you know, uh, goes on for years and years 
with the creating founders. And for her to just up and decide that she no longer wants to partake in it after all of this ridicule is very interesting to me. I'm not here to down my fellow black woman because I understand the ridicule that you face already. But this is some interesting shit. And it makes you question the motives people have when they start not-for-profits or for-profits, especially when that traction comes in. Should she have not bought the properties? Hmm, I don't know. I think earning something and wanting to splurge is okay. Being greedy, that's another topic. Now, we get into the new black TV shows. Damn, son, where'd you find this? 2021 has been giving us some black cinema with all of the Black Lives Matter movement going on. R.I.P. George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Hollywood's been trying to implement more range, if you will, for us. Now, I ain't gonna lie and say I ain't mad, you know what I'm saying, or I'm mad at the representation because I'm not. Um, We've seen a surplus of dark-skinned, black, beautiful men and women in, you know, movies and TV shows and commercials um, as of recent. And yes, it is because of all of the movements that have been happening. Say what you want. But if you take some time to notice the advertisements you're seeing on TV, the types of, you know, media that's coming out, you can see there is a slight shift. It's not the big shift that we're needing, but it is a noticeable shift. So I will say that. And that is bringing us new shows. Okay. New cinema, new things for us to tune into. Mike Epps is back. Okay. With his show, The Upshaws on Netflix. Netflix be trying to do their black thug fizzle. And you know what? I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad. The cast is actually fire as hell. Kim Fields, who is a vet. Okay in the Hollywood game Wanda Sykes love her with her crazy ass and then Gabrielle Dennis so Gabrielle Dennis is one of my favorite rising stars right now she is really coming up in the game she's also on the black lady sketch show which is co-produced by Issa Rae so make sure y'all tap in with her she is she's she's up she's up and on the up you feel me she's up and on the up it's nice for me to see her kind of transition um, to more of a funnier type of stance she was also Janae on the game so she's came from the game to you know what i'm saying new series back to back to back so shout out to you queen because you doing your shit the basis is really just a mixed family making shit work it's really awkward for me to see mike epps in a dad role is that wrong am i wrong for saying that it's something about the the voicemails and shit from when that happened with his kids and you know it's just hard for me to depict him as like dad but um we gonna see i watched a couple episodes they were all right they wasn't all that they was all right but i'm gonna get in a bit offended out because again there's a lot of vets that are on the show wanda sykes is hilarious as fuck so to me she's carrying the show if you will but it is on netflix make sure y'all check that out jamie fox back on netflix okay with a new show um you know he did project power which was a great movie on netflix that dropped last year loved it absolutely fire as hell so he brought it back with this show dad stop embarrassing me so david allen greer who is a vet in the game him and jamie fox were on living color together so it was definitely good to see them acting together um portia coleman and she's a, a actress that's kind of been around a lot too just kind of done a lot of random things 
Heather Hemmings, um, Kyla Drew. So basically, it's just about dads being very embarrassing. I think that, to me, the show lacks content, to be honest. Jamie Foxx, you know, is funny, and David Allen Greer is funny, but to, the show really don't have no content. It's just very basic, and there's nothing really compelling about it. I don't know how it's going to go, Jamie. Um, we kind of used to seeing him a little more raunchy, to be honest. And I think that Jamie's trying to transition more into that family style. You know, he did the Soul movie, which was awesome. So I think he's trying to wean away from that on the TV show side. But I don't know, Jamie. It wasn't, I wasn't really fucking with it like that. It wasn't really, it wasn't really hitting like that for me. Then we got Run the World. Black women taking over. Because why? Why not? Because it's happening already. Okay? Erin on stars, an amazing lineup of women. Brisha Webb, she's been doing her thing in Hollywood. Amber Stevens. Stephen Bishop, who actually played the light-skinned, low-down, dirty motherfucker on Mary Jane's show. Okay? Being Mary Jane. Shout out to him with his fine ass. Black, classy, rich women literally running the world. Okay, I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. It's a new show. It's a show that I've been waiting to air. I saw clips of it um, actually earlier this year. So I'm happy that it actually did air. I thought it was like fake, but it's a real show. We need this type of representation. Okay, I'm trying to tell y'all. Okay, I'm trying to tell you. I am not a fan of Love and Hip Hop and the Black In Crew and all of that drama. And I, eh, eh, eh. Don't nobody want to see that shit all the time. I want to see some classy shit. I want to see some black women with some oiled up legs, wearing pink, sipping champagne, eating lobster. You know what I'm saying? Wearing wearing high-end fashion. Fucking beautiful men. Smart. <laughs> and then we had the show Them that aired on Amazon Prime. So that cast, we got Allison Peel, Deborah Irondi. She's beautiful, beautiful black woman. Um, Bashi, uh, Shanadi Wright, Joseph Ryan Quanton. And he, he's actually uh, one of my favorite older actors. Well, he's not even old, to be honest. But I used to love True Blood. I don't know if y'all ever seen that show, True Blood. He used to come on HBO. But he played Jason on True Blood. He was Sookie's brother. And I loved him uh, ever since True Blood. I like vampire shit say what you want um and then we got melody heard she played the little daughter on them she was so cute i really think she did an amazing job in this show so black trauma as we know it another uh depiction of the racial injustices that black people face this show is you know setting back in the 1950s when we were trying to integrate and we were moving into white neighborhoods and they were allowing us to live in these white neighborhoods knowing that they were killing black families. So my problem with this is that, again, Hollywood loves profiting off of our trauma. You can't give us all of this positive, you know, depictions and then slide in some negativity like this to kind of remind us, OK, nigga, don't get too happy because, you know, it can go back. It can go back to this any second. You know, that's kind of like the vibe I get whenever Hollywood drops, you know, something that's super cinematic well casted you know um well descripted but it's a depiction of black pain this was a actually vividly very nicely put together show 
nice cast, you know what I'm saying, nice storyline, all of these things that could have involved a white family being terrorized just on some voodoo crazy shit or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that they wanted to circle it around race and racism just again signifies how racist America is. The the thing y'all white producers and screenwriters and directors and and y'all motherfuckers need to understand is that you don't have to make great content off of other people's misery do you realize that like do y'all realize that shit you don't have to do that you can literally make good ass content without doing that shit but what you should do is if you're going to do it, do it to a white family. No shade. Okay? No pun intended. Do it to a white family. Do it to an Asian family. Do it to another race that hasn't been portrayed in this way so many times. And I guarantee you the result will not be the same. You're not going to get the same numbers. You're not going to get the same viewers tuning in. It's not going to be the same vibe. The addiction that America has with the injustice of black people is so fucking sick. And we cannot stop living in it. I um, would not recommend the show. I watched probably four episodes of it and it was very hard to watch. And I'm big on slave movies, um, black history movies, things like that. Rosewood is one of my favorite movies of all time. So it's not something that I'm, you know, sensitive about to see. It's just the way the story was told, uh, uh, redundant. You know what I'm saying? We've seen this kind of thing before quote-unquote they tried to add little crazy antics in it but um it's a no for me so now we get into the equalizer cbs is airing the equalizer and queen latifah is fucking playing it lorraine tussent is in the show um chris north who is mr big from sex in the city shout out to him he's also one of my favorite white white actors in the game (laughs) This is the third reboot. And I just want to understand why in God's green earth did y'all have Queen Latifah on that hoe? Who said, you know who we need? Queen Latifah. Like, Queen Latifah, she would be a great equalizer. Like, she's fit, right? And she's young, right? Right? And people like her, right? Like, that would be awesome, right? It doesn't matter, like, that the equalizer was, like, a dude and he was, like, into it. We can just use anybody. Like, no, seriously. And it's no shade to Queen Latifah. It's no shade to Queen Latifah, okay? Because, again, that is Queen, okay? She's one of our treasures. But Queen Latifah, she done did musicals and, and all these other things. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like she's in a different realm right now in her career. And the fact that she even said yes is crazy to me, but whatever. Um, Do you. Listen. <laughs> Uh, it's something about Queen Latifah running to different houses and like running on the street and like in- interrogating people. It just don't work for me. It just don't work for me. But I'm a patronizer because it's Queen Latifah and it's a black show and we need that. So there we have it. That is blacklist people. Okay. 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 Always trying to give you guys an update on what's going on in black culture because it is imperative to your culture. Make sure you guys are subscribed. As always, send in love and light. Peace out.